0: Welcome to The Rhythm of Us podcast. We're your hosts, Chris and Jenny Gravy. This past year, we released a book we've been pouring our hearts and souls into for quite some time, and it's called The Rhythm of Us, and it's available now wherever you get your books.
1: Throughout this season, we'll be exploring the five rhythms from our book, as well as sitting with and learning from wise leaders, mentors, and friends in our life about the intentional rhythms that can lead us closer to God and closer to each other.
0: Hey y'all, welcome back to the podcast. We are super excited that you're here. We're right in the middle of a series where we're kind of diving into all of the rhythms inside of the book that we wrote, The Rhythm of Us. We're on the Rhythm of Adventure this week.
1: I love this one.
0: I mean, you know, we keep talking like, this is my favorite. That's my favorite. But uh, I really love adventure.
1: I know. This one's one of my favorites as well, I think, for different reasons. I think because I need it. I need to be pushed (laughs) out to try new things and to go for things, um, take a risk every once in a while. So this is a really needed one in my life and in our marriage.
0: Yeah, I think it's funny because it's it's needed for me too, yeah. just in a completely different manner because I think God has hardwired me to risk and take yeah. adventure and kind of get this adrenaline pumping, you know, in moments and then ultimately just in seasons. Like, mm-hmm. okay, let's let's go for something big. I've got dreams. Let's go for it. And, yeah. And so I think it's just great because, you know, you've really helped me through the years. And we're going to talk about in a second how couples can really practice the rhythm of adventure. But I think one of the ways it's played out for us is you've not stopped me from dreaming and taking adventures. You, you actually said yes to quite a few adventures mm-hmm. that we maybe shouldn't have gone on, but we did <laughs> in the early days. But I think you've been so good to help me realize, like, taking the right adventures, and, and when the right time to take adventure is.
1: Yeah, so we're talking about rhythm number four, the rhythm of seeking adventure. And I think when you hear this at first, I don't know, I think some people might go, why is adventure important? Mm-hmm. What what in the world does this have to do with marriage? But the truth is that when we look at the couples we admire most in our life, they have this sense of healthy adventure. They right. don't stop growing and changing and being curious about the world around them. And there's a part of being grateful for the life you've given that motivates you to say yes to new things that God is up to in your life. And to have eyes to see what those are um, mm. and have the courage to say yes to them. There's just something about that that keeps you awake and alive to your life and to your relationships. So that definitely spills into your marriage and it just really creates this incredible culture between two people that are sharing life together.
0: Yeah. And I think for those listening right now that maybe are like needing a paper bag because you're like, oh God, the <laughs> Not of
1: adventure. adventure,
0: here we go, <laughs> And I want to. Be, I like struck. Sure, I, I like organization. We're yeah. gonna slow down, we're gonna <laughs> yeah. serve each other. That's great. But but adventure, how do I even wrap my head around adventure? Especially if you're that spouse that has an adventurer. Yeah, you know, you're married to an adventurer who's like, let's take this risk, let's do that. And so You know, today we're going to spend some time and hopefully unpack some principles that can help guide you to have those conversations, maybe step past your comfort zone, like you were talking about, babe. Mm -hmm. And for those of you who are the adventurers here, maybe you can understand, better understand your spouse and how you guys could practice the rhythm of seeking adventure together. So I'm really excited to dive in. I'm really, really glad we're doing this one. It's one of my favorites.
1: Yeah. And adventure can look different for everyone, right? Mm -hmm. So what feels like adventure to me might not feel like adventure to you. You're way more... Um, comfortable with risk than I am. But the point is that we all need it. We all need to be stretching ourselves and saying yes to things that make us a little bit uncomfortable in a good, healthy way um, so that we can keep growing. Because if we're never uncomfortable, if we're always staying safe, then that means we've stopped growing. Yeah. One of the things we talk about in the book is this risk of rusting out. Mm-hmm. If we continually say no over and over to the new adventures that God's inviting us into, the result of that can be rusting out and mm-hmm. growing numb, which is what we don't want, especially in our marriage with each other. And one of my favorite books along this topic is The Journey of Desire by John Eldridge. And one of the things he talks about in there is that if if we don't allow ourselves to listen to the desires that God's placed within our heart and actually move towards them in a healthy way and find out what that looks like to move towards them in a healthy way, then they can actually surface in very unhealthy ways. And the quote that he says is, there's a danger when we bury our hearts beneath the porch to seek a safer life. <laughs> yeah, right? And I think we've all seen this probably at different levels in our own life and certainly in in people that we love around us, if we keep stuffing down those desires that God has put there Mm -hmm. um, for whatever reason, out of fear, out of comfort, out of security, eventually they will surface and they might come out in unhealthy ways. If we're not finding some good healthy ways that God might be allowing us and inviting us into pursuing some of those dreams and desires in a good way.
0: Yeah, and I think, you know, somebody listening here right now may be going, Okay, I'm here. I'm buckled in, I'm ready to hear. Tell me Practically, what what do you mean by adventure? Because you're saying, mm-hmm. like, I love what you said. Like it could be different for everyone, right? Right. Like so, let's talk about some risks and some adventure that might happen for different couples, and yeah. maybe kind of a, a stretch. And so, what are some of the ones at top of your mind for you that, that say, okay, this is this may be labeled an adventure or risk for one and not another, but this is a practical example.
1: Right. So, I mean, trying anything new can be labeled as an adventure, <laughs> right? So, for somebody yeah. who's very secure, which Is valuable. I just want to say God pairs us with different strengths and abilities for a reason. Mm -hmm. There's a reason that Chris and I are a good team because he is all about adventure. And I need a little bit more security. I need a little bit more plan before we jump. And those are both valuable strengths that we bring to the table. So I don't want to dismiss the person who might be the rudder, you know, Mm -hmm. in the adventurer's dream and um, all (laughs) of that. You are valuable as well. So my point is that there's different levels of comfort. And the point is to push yourself beyond what you might be comfortable with. Um, And that could be anything. It could be Anything that you sense the Lord's inviting you into, anything that makes your l- eyes light up or your heart flutter a little bit when you're around, I mean, it's just so important to listen to the stirrings that He is doing inside of us. Yeah. For me, in different seasons, that has looked like saying yes to leading a small group when I didn't think I had the margin and it ended up being just a life-saving rescue for me in that season. Sometimes it has looked like saying yes to leading women's ministry when I had absolutely nothing no desire to do that and it ended up being such a beautiful season of life where i got to just love on and serve women um running a 5k running a 5k for sure has that has been um a great adventure and <laughs> probably need to do another one oh, it's you're, been a while you look great <laughs> thanks <laughs> but you know i think other times it's, it's meant saying yes to the lord's invitation to move across the country mm. or start a new job um so i think there's different seasons and there's different levels of adventure for right. sure but the point is to get to know our spouse and notice the dreams that god is placing inside of them and we get to be that for each other. We get to be each other's greatest cheerleader as we go for some of these dreams and adventures that the Lord's placed within our hearts.
0: Hey guys, thanks again for listening. We'll get right back to the show in a minute. But real quick, just wanted to remind you to order a copy or two or three of my parents' new book, The Rhythm of Us, from your favorite retailer. All right, let's get back to the show. I hope everyone listening just heard you say that it really is important to understand the season. But I think the thing we have to realize is that we are always called to adventure. Yeah. No matter how small that adventure may be, if that's an adventure of saying, hey, I'm going to go for a run today, every single day this week, or I'm going to start reading a book a week or a month, no matter what season you're in, you may not have the resources or the time or whatever, there is an opportunity right in front of you to seek adventure, to kind of stir your heart get in and get on the journey of what God is doing. If if we all look around, I mean, the ultimate adventure was Jesus stepping out of heaven, walking this earth, gracing us with his presence and dying on a cross and rising again so that we could have life. I mean, he is the ultimate adventurer and we are called to follow in his footsteps. And so no matter where you are, no matter what season you're in, no matter what resources you have, you really are called to to adventure. So uh, with that being said, babe, let's jump into these three practical ways people can get into adventure. Talk about the first one.
1: Okay, so the first one is just to water each other's dreams. We've, we've kind of hit on this a little bit already, but what this essentially means is, I mean, we all want to get to the end of our life together, to the end of our marriage, and look back and marvel, at all of the incredible mm. adventures that we got to experience together. Yeah. None of us want to get to the end of our life and look back with regret at all the things that we wish we had done. We don't want to do that. The goal is to say yes along the way to the dreams and the adventures that God invites us into. So I think that starts with what we call watering each other's dreams. And this is something that we have just seen so beautifully exemplified in our life by other couples and that when we practice it in our own marriage, it just has brought so much fruit. And what this can look like is just literally entering into each other's worlds go looking for those clues of the dreams that God is at work in your spouse's life. And so that could look like anytime their eyes light up when they're around something and you just notice, huh, I see something in them. There's something God is up to there. Or if there's something they keep talking about, like maybe it's photography, maybe it's opening a store, maybe it's a ministry they want to get involved in. Going in back church. To school. Going back to school. Maybe it's trying to stay home with their kids so that right. they can spend more time with their kids. A dream is anything that keeps rising to mm-hmm. the surface of your heart and it will not go away. So, we have the incredible opportunity as their spouse, as the person closest to them, to get a front row seat to those things. There are things that you have noticed and called out in me that I did not even know were there until you were able to see them. And because you pointed them out to me and because I trust you, I was able to see them. So, we get to be that for each other. So, when we see those little seeds of a dream, we can start to water those by encouraging them with our words, like we've talked about before but also by putting some time and resources behind those dreams you know if they do want to go back to school what would that look like to start saving for that what would it look like to start exploring what that actually could look like in our life
0: Mm, that's so good one thing i do want to say is that you really want to bathe any kind of dream or risk or adventure that you take in prayer and seeking counsel from those around you, people who trust you to go, Yeah, I see this in you. I want to validate this in you. And any dream that's of God is not going to counteract the scriptures, right? right? They're not They're not going to somehow be in conflict with God's word. And so if you have a dream to do something that's, and your spouse is looking at you like, what? And yeah. it, that is not a dream from God. So that's not a dream that we're talking about.
1: Right. I'm so glad you brought that up because that has been one of the questions that we've gotten from couples reading the book. How do we know if a dream is a God dream or <laughs> if it's just my dream? Right. One thing I would say is that any dream that harms people around us, it's mm-hmm. always a good sign that that is not from the Lord. You know, there's a lot of talk in pop culture that says, Go for your dream, you're number one, You know, forsake everybody else just to pursue this dream. And that's not the kind of selfish ambition we're talking about that just leaves a wake of destruction behind (laughs) us wherever we go. That is not a dream that's pleasing to the Lord. We can be sure that the dreams, any dream that God gives us is going to bless those around us. It's not going to crush anyone in our way of achieving the success that we're going for. It's going to be a blessing to the people in our life, especially those closest to us. So I think that's a really good indicator that we can look at these dreams and ask, okay, is this a dream that's going to be a blessing to my family? Is it going to be a dream that blesses other people? And that can be a good way to know if it's from the Lord or not.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, and look, if, if your spouse's dream maybe scares you a little bit, and you're going, oh man, that's a that's a big dream. I don't, I don't know how we can do it. That's where you get to take it together to God and mm-hmm. take it in prayer. Mm-hmm. You know, but what we're saying here is to water the dreams. At the end of the day, if you water something and it doesn't grow, then it wasn't meant to be. Right. And so that's where we we water each other's dreams, not snuffing out someone's dreams. Yeah. I you know, we talk about in the book, I was sitting in my favorite coffee shop. And I overheard this lady talking to her friend and it was probably one of the most devastating conversations (laughs) that I've ever heard As as someone who's an adventurer and loves to challenge people to encourage them to dream and to go for, you know, take some risks in their life. And this lady was talking about how she was engaged to her husband. He was a really good golfer. Potentially could have played professionally, but if you know anything about the professional, golf, it is a really hard road. It's paved with a lot of ups and downs, not a lot of money. And you could hear in this lady's voice, as she, she said, I told him if he wanted to marry me, golf was over and it was time to be an accountant. And like my heart <laughs> literally broke uh. for this dude. And I'm thinking to myself, oh my, I mean, clearly he loves her, but he she didn't water the dream. Right, she took took the shovel, (laughs) jumped right in the ground, got it at the roots, and threw it off to the side where that thing was never gonna potentially grow again. If he wanted to be with her, and so in that moment, I I just started to think about this guy. Like every time he steps on a golf course, does he wonder, man, what could have been? You know, I wish I would have tried this. And so maybe not. Maybe he decided. But but in the day, everyone listening here goes like, like, and and here's the other side of it. There probably are these times that out of our season, or our fear, or maybe wounds of the past, maybe they stepped out and you watered a dream and everybody got hurt and there was money lost, or whatever it is, that it's like, I don't think I'm gonna water that dream. And so, you know, maybe sometimes there's, and you know, God is good and time heals, but maybe there's something you go back to your spouse and go, huh, as I reflect and I pray, you know, I didn't water that dream. Hmm. I, I didn't I didn't really listen to what you're saying. I just kinda of wrote it off and said, We'll never do that because it just didn't look right for this season, for this time. Maybe it was something for twenty or thirty years in the future, but I definitely didn't water it. And your job as your spouse is not necessarily to fabricate it and make it become a reality, but our job is to water the dream.
1: Yeah. And I think that leads into the second um, way that we can really cultivate this rhythm of adventure and keeping each other awake and alive to our life is by giving each other permission to change. This is kind of a funny one we talk about, you know, that we're married to you know, a million different versions of our spouse over our lifetime together. And that's a great thing. We hopefully we're growing and changing as we're married to each other. You know, I hope that I'm not the same person at 41 that I was at 21 when we met, you know, we want to be growing and shifting and changing. When we met, Chris was, you know, on a reality TV show and jumping off cliffs and climbing stuff. And And had a six pack. (laughs) 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 And had a six pack and dark hair man
0: my hair was not (laughs) white or gray or whatever color it is now yeah
1: we give each other permission to try new things and to see what fits and so you know just allowing your spouse to grow and shift and change as we grow together yeah
0: i think it you know it may be jarring for some people like whoa i don't want to change right but i think there's something like you do like who wants to be married to the 22 year old version of me i really hope i've grown and that you've grown and i think part of it is that the humility is to to grow together and be secure one in christ and know that this person is they love you they're for you they're there with you and be able to Walk with them as they shift with new hobbies and dreams and prayers and you know for you you know you you want to go hug a tree and and walk (laughs) you know bake your own bread or granola whatever it is you know I mean it's just like that shifts through the years and that's totally cool you know even like music will change. And so I think there's a beautiful dance in that. And hopefully when it all comes with, like growing and changing comes with maturity, with humility, with a heart to serve your spouse. And ultimately that needs to be at the core. Your hobbies may change, your dreams may change, but if you're growing closer to Christ, if you're serving each other more, you're being more humble um, than whatever those changes may be physical, emotional, spiritual, whatever is happening there, the roots can grow so deep and you can really celebrate the changes that are happening.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, and so the third one is to give each other the freedom to fly. So we've talked about watering the seeds that we see, watering those dreams um, in each other, also giving each other permission to change, and then giving each other freedom to fly. So whatever that looks like, you know, there's different opportunities for adventures coming our way all the time. Mm -hmm. And not every single one of those is one that we need to say yes to. Every single one of those needs to be brought before the Lord, brought to our spouse to see if this is a good time for it in this season of our life. But if I am positioning myself to be your biggest fan and your greatest supporter, then when those opportunities come along for you to really fly in whatever area we feel like the Lord's called you to, I am going to do everything that I can to make sure that you get to say yes to those adventures. One of my friends loves to travel and she's also a mom of little kids. And so that's not always possible, but I know that her husband knows that is what makes her heart come alive is to get to travel and so i have watched him bend over backwards to try and as much as possible allow her to say yes to some of those trips and she comes back full of life and full of love for her family and ready to jump back into family life because her tank is so full and she's grown as a person and so is he because they're supporting each other's dreams along the way
0: Yeah, I mean, a great example for us is is literally I was getting an opportunity to fly on a plane. (laughs) You know, I, I was doing a job in Las Vegas and I was set to come home the next day. And I called you because I had an opportunity come my way. And someone had invited me to come host and do an event where Mike Tyson was. I'd be sitting down with Mike Tyson and I'd be doing an interview with him. And they said, can we jump on a plane tomorrow morning, head out to LA, do it, and then you can be back at home tomorrow night. So it was one of those moments where the kid in me couldn't stop thinking about the video game that I played that had his name on it, Mike Tyson's mm-hmm. Punch Out as a kid. But <laughs> You know, I've, I wanted to just say yes, but in that moment, I was like, let me just call Jenny because after being gone a few days, she's been holding down the fort with the kids, and I called you. And I said, hey, I've got this opportunity. And you were like, absolutely, go for it. And I was like, I'll be home later, but I'll still be there. But you, you saw an opportunity for adventure, and you said yes. And you said you joined me in this adventure. You may not have been there in the room, but you said yes to it. And so one of the things I, I know someone's probably listening right now, when the whole idea of freedom to fly – is maybe you've had a spouse and they've been talking about this thing for a while and you're just like nervous. (laughs) Like there is just all kinds of like when you talk about it, my stomach turns in knots and I don't want to talk about it. But I don't, no, we're not ready, we're not ready, we're not ready. Like it's kind of that are you ever ready? Um, And so I guess the thing I would just, challenge and encourage those of you listening if you're not ready to support your spouse and give them the freedom to fly maybe dip their toe in the water to maybe start a business or maybe go to school or maybe start you know whatever it is it's on their heart and mind Just check your heart and make sure that fear isn't at the root of you saying yes to them. And if it is, ask God to show you. Do some work with the Lord, you and God, so that when you go and have a conversation with your spouse, you can be honest to say, hey, this really is why this scares me so much. And I just want to be honest with you. And I want to give you the freedom to fly. I want to support these dreams that God's put inside of you. Um, This is the thing that's maybe holding me back a little bit. And I just want to be honest. I think in those moments when you have that honest conversation, you will be surprised at how your spouse will respond. And then you guys can map a proper plan to give your spouse the freedom to finally fly and ultimately dip that toe in the water and figure out what the next step might look like. Because it really just comes down to taking that next step. It doesn't mean I'm going to give you the freedom to fly, quit your job, we'll move across the world and try all these different things. So all that to say is if fear is at the heart of it, Seek God and ask Him if that may be the peace that's holding you back from encouraging your spouse to fly into an adventure or risk maybe that's in front of you.
1: That's so good. So we just want to close out with a couple questions that we can talk through with our spouses this week. Um, One is just ask, when is the last time that you felt completely alive? Just think of a moment. You don't have to think of a dream or I know sometimes that's hard. We have friends who are like, I'm just not a dreamer. You know, (laughs) I just don't like to dream. I don't have any dreams. I don't have any desires, but we all do. And maybe an easier question to answer is just when's the last time that you you felt completely alive. And then listen to your spouse as they share with you when they felt completely alive. I think it's also fun to kind of flip that question and say, when is the last time you saw me be completely alive? Because there are moments that maybe your spouse caught that just kind of went right over your head that you didn't even realize that was a moment for you that was really significant, but they saw it in you. So that's a great question to ask.
0: Maybe a follow-up to that is you ask each other, is maybe ask each other the question, when was the last time we felt completely alive mm-hmm. together like yeah. when was that moment or that season and if it's right now I mean that's really great uh, if you can look back on a place where you lived or a job or a season when the kids were xyz young I think it's just always good to ask that too and go okay what was going on in that season why yeah. why why did we feel so alive was it the community that we had was it the new job that you had it was it this trust that we had with each other whatever it is I think those are always fun to ask as well I do too and then yeah I mean Hopefully, this may be a good exercise for yourself before you sit down with your spouse, is to think to yourself, what's a dream that my spouse has? And am I watering it? But then you can go and check your homework and ask them, hey, what are you dreaming about right now? What is that thing inside of you that God is stirring? What's the dream on your heart? And just sit back and listen, let them share, let them process. Then you have a beautiful opportunity to affirm those dreams, like we said, water those dreams, and encourage them to step out and fly into them, take it one step at a time. But I think I think you will be really surprised and encouraged by what you guys experience when you ask each other these questions.
1: Yeah, so find out, make it your mission to find out this week, what is just one dream that your spouse has And maybe what is one way that you could water that dream this week?
0: Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode. And we really hope you're enjoying the series. I know we're having a blast putting it together for you. So that's a wrap for this episode. If you haven't yet subscribed to the podcast, head over to therhythmofus.com. We'd love to meet you, hear from you. And if you haven't followed us on social media, we're out there. We would love to get to know you. Thanks so much for hanging out. God bless. We'll see you guys in the next one.